thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots. You're tuned to the guard frequency, and as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 219 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, July 6th, and made available for download Tuesday, July 10th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Ken Shadow. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And listeners, Henry's been waiting for, waiting for, waiting for, waiting for you. To make his dreams come true, right, Ken Shadow? That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so take a minute. Tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website and clicking on that Patreon logo and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all the Patreons who support us week on week, and we hope you consider joining them. Because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister production, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure and track them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Ken Shadow? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest from Hellion, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor gets grubby with the subsystems in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots find a building, but in space. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checker screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Hellion has released a single-player mode and instantly doubles its sales potential. Elite Dangerous releases a traditional dot-dot patch to fix things they broke with the dot patch at the end of June. And it's just a crate full of fun. The June monthly report is out for Star Citizen. 3.2 is live-ish. And CIG tweets a preview of its latest crossover promotion. So, Brian brought to our attention that Hellion had released a uh, preview video uh, from Hellion, which uh, I think... Uh, is is very noteworthy because of this feature. It's not actually technically a preview. It's it is uh, it's going over a feature that they released at the end of June. So it is actually in the game now. I found out. Oh, okay, cool. And so and, and it's a single player mode, uh, which means you don't have to worry about somebody you know ganking you and killing you and taking all your stuff. Which you know, as old people like us, 
I, I'm concerned about that. I'm also concerned about robots stealing my medicine. Uh, these are things that worry old people. Uh, so now that you don't have to worry about that, I think that that'll probably bring in a lot more folks to the game. Everyone should be worried about their Roomba stealing their medicine. Uh, I've but, never but heard yeah. of that fear. What do you call that fear? That's a weird phobia, buddy. I don't know. You're the one with a robot sitting behind you. I How do. do we know you? I uh-huh. have this robot and I have, uh, I have a Roomba too, but he never tried to take my pills. If anyone in this, <laughs> in this chat is possibly a Cylon, it's most likely Henry. Yeah, that very well could be it. Anyway, uh, moving on to Hellion, it is a, uh, like, well, there's two modes, right? There is a, like, a, a single player mm-hmm. mode, which is just like the normal survival server mode thing, except there's just no other people in it. And then there's a creative mode, which seems to be a, like a, like the, the server it's commands like a, and stuff are all unlocked. Yeah. So you can like spawn the modules yeah. you want. and it, It's like creative mode in Minecraft, sure. right? Like where you can like, you get like, Insta, Insta, whatever's, you know, I, I need four airlock parts and boom, you get your airlock right. Parts. Instead of so, battling the yeah. creepers and building your thingy, you, have, you get to just get all your stuff. Yeah. Go nuts, buddy. And, uh, you know, you can do wacky creations and stuff like that. I think that'll get a lot of attention, really, because if it's if it's a building kind of a game, people will want to build some crazy stuff and then show it off. Yeah, The only problem with Hellion, though, is like all the fun is finding the pieces and like figuring out what you can make out of the pieces you find. I'm not sure. I mean, I can see prototyping some stuff in creative mode, but it it, it, unlike Minecraft where you can build like almost a infinite castle of whateverness, you run out of I'm sure you run out of fun after pretty pretty fast in creative mode. In, uh, in Hellion. Run out of fun? Well, there's Run like so many fun, combinations. You, you can stick an airlock and a hangar and a and a mess hall and stuff like that together where it's like, oh, that's interesting. And, it's like, and no. it all sounds really cool. But you know what? I think them not having this mode at, at their first release is probably something that hurt them because as somebody that plays a ton of these building games, that's where I go first is the creative mode to play with it and learn about it. And when you try to point somebody into a story that's not even developed yet, um, and a uh, uh, situation with like multiplayer where there's not a lot of players and things are still buggy and it's hard to play against. It's hard to play by yourself even, much less with people because um, things are still buggy. I think they hurt themselves not having this up front because that's why I didn't play it a lot. I just didn't feel like messing with it. Now I feel like I can play with it. Uh, the, the danger of multiplayer was never that that big because it's so hard to find people in Hellion, but... I can see why people would be turned off by the possibility of you building something and then coming back later. It's like, oh, that somebody found my stuff and took it all apart or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, this might actually sort of help them too because if the more people they have goofing around in the background, the more people can say, you know what I wish I had? I wish I had a, a, not only a mess hall, but like a food recycler. I need I need, I need, need that module. I need I need that. Yeah. And so people can take the time to do stuff like that. This will give more input to the game, to the development process, and I think... People will, uh, maybe they will run out of fun, like Brian was saying, and they'll say, hey, here's a way we can do to add more fun to it and so uh, increase the ability of uh, yeah. people to replay and the game, They so. are, I mean, we're kind of glossing over it, but they're adding a bunch of other things too. Um, they're adding a bunch of new systems. And so I guess another another thing for creative mode is you get to try out the new things before you jump into it in the higher stakes survival modes and stuff like that, Yeah. Kind of like Henry was saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you get in there and figure out how it works, and you go into your you know live game or whatever, and you go, ha, now I know what that's supposed to do. So, 
Yeah, we'll get on, get on that. So we'll keep your eyes on that. Uh, next item up for bids is uh, Elite Dangerous. Henry, did you have some time to uh, get in and play with a new patch? Yeah, I can't. I can't afford my crate yet. It sucks because I got like oh. I got like twenty million, and I don't want to. I don't want to sell any of my See? ships. But I'm really excited about the fact that my already engineered engine from my ASP is going to fit in it. And I think I'm going to try oh, to good. make it into an exploration ship by making it as light as possible. I don't know how long the range is yeah. going to be in an exploration build, but it's the ship I've been waiting for, honestly. People have had some success. Um, I, I, I saw somewhere where someone got 62 light years out of a fully engineered uh, Explorer crate. That's better than I'm getting with my so, ASP anyway. So yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about well, it. They, it's what? just for exploration because I get to carry a shuttle with me now. Because those fighters, I don't use them yeah. as fighters. Those are excursion vehicles. I like to come in with my like Anaconda, which I, I don't like to explore in because I don't like the seating in it. It's just the bridge doesn't feel good to me. Um, so I, I, I come in with my Anaconda and I can like drop out in my fighter and fly through canyons. And if I die, I'm not completely screwed. You know, if I fly around like a reckless right. lunatic in my asp and I run into something and I'm way out there, I'm probably not going to make it home because I'm a clumsy pilot and I'm going to do that again tomorrow. If I've got a couple shuttles, right. I'm very happy. Because I'll never use them as yeah, fighters, yeah. but I will definitely fly them through canyons and all kinds of dangerous things I shouldn't try. Crate seems to be a pretty big hit. I mean, I, I like it. I took it out uh, first day, kind of geared it up a little bit. It's pretty maneuverable. The It's... The, the the scuttlebutt is it's like a python only not as tanky and it flies a little nicer I would be taking a python uh, everywhere except I hate that it's not a centered cockpit and, and right. in VR so I just want to sit side. in the middle of it I'm by myself it's not like I've got a partner sitting in the seat next to me it's just empty right. you know I don't even have an NPC yeah. there looking Chewy at me Chewie is not yeah, there there's nobody there yeah. so I feel better in my asp I feel better I, I like the Fertilance it's not a centered cockpit either but it's at least forward and a little bit it's offset kind of centered i mean it's yeah I mean, it's, it's a, a weird placement it's center. a really weird placement but yeah. i don't like the ones that are really off center and a lot of them are to the right because thanks a lot british people i mean we know you're comfy over there with your weird seating arrangement on the left hand driving but but no this, you know the rest of the world sorry uh we're, we drive on the right lane and it means we need a left seated uh cockpit because that's the way it is in the cutter too I, i'm seated on i'm seated on the right so yeah, no. It, uh, but uh, my son took out the crate too, and he liked it. Um, I've got I have a version of it. The other thing I did was they lowered the uh, tech requirements for the guardian mm -hmm. stuff. So I finally went out and did uh, the, the the grind to get all the guardian weapons. Uh, so I'm in the middle of doing that, and that's kind. Of, I mean, that's 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 the fetch and carry uh, things, but that's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's a little repetitive, but if anybody's out there with the guardian things, my advice is take the ground car and just hide behind stuff because the sentinels like to they they're programmed to use the cover so they just they hide behind something and you hide behind something and then you wait for your shields to recharge and you back out and shoot them some because their their the ai is dumb but it's been programmed to be this smart and the other thing you want to take uh point defense cannons because they shoot missiles, and if you have a, if you land your ship near the point uh, there, and you have point defense uh, utilities on the top part of your ship, your ship's point defense will shoot down the Guardian Sentinel's missiles. Cool. So, yeah, so all you have to worry about is their direct fire weapons, which will knock you over. Their direct fire energy weapons will tur will turn your uh, SRV over unless you move. Oh, but that's cool. So if you're moving while they shoot you, well, no, it's not, because I did, like, did the backup thing, and then they shot me, and I'm like, and all of a sudden I'm upside down, and then your turret 
uh, goes back in, and you're like, well, damn it, and then they're shooting at you while you're trying to roll your SRV back over, but you use your turret back up. It's just, it's a mess. Oh, my God. Stop getting shot, guy. Good advice. Thank you. Uh, that, but that's why I, went, I go back and forth behind cover. I mean, I, if I use the cover and the other things using the cover, your shields can be recharged and you can stay upright, so... Uh, but the point defense thing is kind of cool. You're sitting on the ground, and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, that's neat. It's like having cover. Well, you hear the missile warning, you know that that uh, that uh, weird wink wink sound, or whatever it is that they that it does. And all of a sudden, you see your your point your point defense from your ship uh, off in the distance, firing, tracking the missile. And if you've got a head tracking uh, uh, track IR or VR, you can just watch. You can look up and watch your those missiles getting shot down by your. That's cool. Uh, point defense. So it's, it, it's kind of it's kind of a cool experience to do that, but the grind is a little annoying. I have to say, it's, there's a lot of pieces you have to collect, and uh, a lot of if you, you make a spreadsheet before you go to know how many of each little widget you need, uh, and there's Reddit columns and stuff like that that'll or tell you what you need to collect. But it's a little bit annoying. Uh, but I'm done. Took about five days of a couple hours a day. Uh, to collect the parts for all six modules and three weapons that I wanted. Because you have to not only have to collect parts at the new bases, but you also have to scan obelisks uh, from the previous Guardian stuff uh, from the Ram Ta missions. you got to go collect those things too. So, But you don't have to collect as much of them as you used to because Frontier lowered the requirements. So, yay. And uh, the dot dot patch, uh, they broke some things like mission rewards and uh, other bits and pieces here and there uh, so the the dot dot patch they released this week cleared a lot of those issues up uh, so we should be about back to normal um, people are still complaining about the wing missions though about not being as lucrative uh, or as rewarding as maybe they should be so that's probably going to be a work in progress for about forever any, uh, Henry do you, have any, uh, do you have any other fun things that you did with Elite? Uh, no I've just been hoping I could yeah. earn the other twenty million. I, I earned like six million the other day. I'm up to twenty. I'm just trying to grind for my crate. That was the other thing that that people have been complaining about is, is that now they seem to have like a frontier seems to have a uh, a well oiled machine now for detecting and squashing gold rushes. Like before, there used to be like the Sothis Seos run mm-hmm. where you could like haul bio waste. That was Shiv's specialty. Uh, you could you know go back and forth between these things or data missions, and you could get a lot of credits really fast. Frontier seems to be keeping an eye on that these days, and as soon as reports of one get widespread, they come in with a hammer and smush them. I don't think it's such a big deal. I mean, I know I could earn credits faster than I do. It's just my play style. You know, I like to... I'm in my uh, Fertilance in the Anseeth system doing missions for guard frequency, so that's earning me a little bit of money here and there, and that's just me grinding it out while I'm thinking about buying my yacht and heading off someday. You know what I mean? That's fine. I don't mind working for that ship, and I know it's going to take me a while before it's ready to actually go all the way wherever the hell I end up going. But I don't mind. That's the point of Elite. Elite's not supposed to be you have everything right when you want it, and I think when you can do that, it kind of spoils some of it. I've never really been one for earning a ton of credits. Why I only have a few million most of the time, and you guys like you have got like a billion, but I've never earned that kind of money because I'll go to a planet and not even scan it. It'll just be a beautiful place to me, and I won't even... I don't even really care, you know. I'll just be there hanging. I've up. shot down a. I've shot down a lot of ships, a lot. Of I ships. believe it. 
I, the last time I checked, I think uh, these are all NPCs. Uh, these are all NPCs. I think I, I think I had like a thirteen. I had thirteen thousand NPC kills. Here's a funny story about combat with Tony. The first time I went into combat with Tony, I was kind of not really experienced in combat because I was a big exploration pilot. That was my thing. I do trading and exploration and avoid a lot of combat. So we get there, and my impression of him as we're on team speak and he's directing things is Kirk in the Star Trek 2009 movie eating the apple, going yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll get him. And then, boom! That dirty bird is popped, and blah blah blah. And I'm, I am sweating bullets that my six million dollar uh, or six million credit rebuy on my ASP is gonna break me because my hull is just dying, and I'm just no good. And Tony's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. I got heal beams or whatever." It's just he just seems so relaxed, and I, I don't know. I believe he's killed a lot of ships. I think maybe he's a little yeah. disturbed from that experience. Ships. Uh, Tony, the mass murdering king from the Empire. They all deserved it. All of them. They were all wanted. They were all criminals. They were all on the other faction that I chose. You know, they they on a massacre contract. Yeah, I, I had a you contract like to massacre, massacre them. Could you imagine yeah. seeing that yeah. order? Here's your orders. Please go massacre this group of people. Just massacre the hell out of yeah. them. Don't think about it. Don't talk to them. Massacre them. Sounds like Kin Shadow in our game. Can we just nuke them for orbit? Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called being a pragmatist. <laughs> That's the difference between a contractual obligation and a contractual option. You know, you can, but you don't have to. That's the that's the you know, that's a nice difference. So, all right. Well, that's. Uh, I think that kind of wraps up our elite dangerous stuff. So, uh, the June monthly report for Star Citizen is out. Is 3.2 live or is it just to everybody the PTU? Have they actually pushed it to live yet? It's live. Yes, I believe it's live. It's actually live. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I knew they had pushed it to 3.2 last week or to the PTU for everybody last week, but I didn't know if they. Yeah, they just they also just recently pushed like a like a minor dot patch too with fix, fixes and stuff like that. And they, they they continue to do a couple of those dot dots. Yes. Yeah, but it's the dot dots, you know. Elite just went to three dot one, and Star Citizen just to three dot two, and then they would do dot one dot one. Yeah. It's just three dot two dot one. So uh, yeah, all the all the little bits and pieces uh, getting pushed in there. And then, um, is there anything in the month, June monthly report that's interesting? I don't think I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. I only got about halfway before the show started. I know one of the big newses is for three point three. They're really tr- shooting hard for object container streaming, which is. Um, one of the big performance limitations that we have right now. Why, it, you know, you don't see very good performance unless you have 32 gigs of RAM and, and things like that. Well, I have 32 gigs of RAM and I have crappy performance. <laughs> My son actually uh, tried to download. Uh, actually, you know, he didn't try. He, he downloaded Star Citizen uh, and logged into his account, and he was doing kind of his research and stuff like that. He uh, told me that uh, his system, he's got a 1060. 16 gigs of RAM and an i5 processor mm-hmm. quad core and he says uh, he meets the minimum but not recommended because you have to have six cores is that did I, did I have that right are you supposed to have six cores uh, I have no idea what the recommend you think i7 is yeah. recommended I, I don't remember anything about six core but yeah I, he said he said that he said that well, and again I'm getting this third I heard from a guy <laughs> but it's my son I trust him I trust him. He's a smart kid. He does his research. He has his homework. So he said he said there's there's six core was was uh, the minimum spec or the recommended spec. Okay. So so the so he said he's he's under the under the recommended or whatever it was. But he says he got in and got 30 FPS when he did it. But he couldn't get into his ship. 
he has the 300 I, and he uh, the, the computer wouldn't let him have a ship. So he like screw it and logged off. Yeah, you, so, get, uh, you get them occasionally bugged, especially the older ships. You have to like respawn them because sometimes they spawn with like pieces missing or something like that. And until they update the yeah. ship, then and that's one of the reasons they redo these old ships because they're not yeah. they're not they're not up to stuff with this new system. Um, I got 30 FPS, but I had to go to a fresh, I had to go to a, like an Aus server, Australia server in order to get it. But I'm running a, uh, an i7, it's an older Sandy Bridge, I think. And, uh, but, and I have 16 gigs of RAM, but I have like a, and I have a 980 Ti. Um, but typically it is, it's either memory or CPU limited, not graphics that I've, I've run. Well, I have a, I have a black edition FE, uh, 3750 eight core processor running at four gigahertz and 32 megs of ram and an r9 uh 290x with eight gigs of discrete graphic 32 gigs right jeff you said 32 megs i i know i i remember back when 32 yeah. megs was pretty awesome my 386 we, 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 ain't yeah. gonna run this is it he's running on an <laughs> agp port <laughs> yeah yeah huh. we all remember when 32 gig 32 megs was pretty hot we, we all of us here remember that but yeah, 32, my, yeah 30, 30, my, 32 gigs my vesa local uh my vesa local uh, bus uh video right. card that's anyway, right yes um, what yeah. irq port do you have that on yeah i think it's on 12 <laughs> things um, used to be so hard to do <laughs> You put in a piece of hardware and like, all right, computer, this is what you do now. And you gotta like lose drivers yeah. and choose IRQ settings and all, oh all my of the God. random all of the <laughs> random crap I still have stuffed in my head from when I had to like edit auto ex, auto EXCCs and oh, exec bot back. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. like and when I was a teenager and stuff like that. I still remember half of that crap. Anyway, Jeff, hi, what did you get hi, for a frame hi, rate? I'm 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 totally bated breath here. Hi, hi, dot sis. Uh, well, I got um, I got less than thirty. Okay. Um, you know, Amontillado points out on Twitch on, on on Twitch chat that if you delete your user folder, um, sometimes it'll it'll jump up because the old user.cfgs will actually give have unoptimal settings for the new patches. So that's something to try to. Yeah, I just gotta make sure I save my my Hodus config. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can save that off as a separate XML file. Good tips. But uh, I did uh, during the during the PTU. I did fly the 600i. Oh, that's a gorgeous ship. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a gorgeous. Ship. That is one. I, I I'm gonna. I might give up my my love for my Phoenix if I would uh, if I can get one of them suckers. Does it have a hot tub? Uh, I think I could put one in. <laughs> There's not a hot tub, but there is a bed that is big enough to have three people in it. So that's important. Yep. Right Good now. to know. Good to know. Yes, exactly. I did hear something earlier that um, I was pointed a video where multiple people were mining the same rock. Apparently that works now. Or that was, it's an unintended feature, I guess, or I'm not exactly sure what the, 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 the status is, whether they designed it that way. But you can, like if multiple people are trying to heat the same rock, and uh, they all contribute to it, to the heat that's in a rock. Yeah, let's talk about the contributing part because, as I recall, those things can explode. They do, right? So both people are going to have uh, to monitor the heat level to make sure so, they don't die. So the contribution that you might be receiving might not be mm, optimal. Yes, yes. Well, you know, you yeah, get, it's very easy to blow up. I, I did, I, I tried mining and blew up a rock and got a lot of red damage components on my ship. Uh, Shiv posted a picture earlier where. It looked like his muffler fell off his prospector after a collision <laughs> or an explosion. Yeah, ticket for that. The cops will pull you over for that. Uh, those they mining will. lasers will actually damage people too. There was a, I saw a, a, a Richard, uh, Captain Richard stream uh, 
Twitch clip earlier where he accidentally passed his mining laser over somebody that was that was walking by the rock and he just he died. <laughs> so it's like ah, whoops. Does, it, does does the mining laser hurt ships? Does it will it damage it ships? It does. I don't think it does a lot of damage to ships though. I think shields negate oh, okay. most of it, or at least it, okay. it's supposed to. I haven't tried it myself. Because I remember way back in the day, there was a big controversy about how no, we're never gonna, we're not gonna have beams. Like you know, beam beam weapons weren't a thing or something like that. From what uh, I've seen so far, they don't have beam like weapons. They have beam right. utilities, and that I think that that'll also apply for the salvaging and like the heal ray. And there's a couple of other things because they're, but not not actual weapons. Yeah, I, and if you think about the physics of things, I, I don't think beam weapons really, really work. I mean, uh, Star Trek all aside, my thirteen thousand kills in Elite Dangerous say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, but, my, uh, my laser, my lasers uh, knock shit down. Well, left I, right. Yeah, I think you know, from a scientific point of view, the problem with beams is that you you, you still get the squared. Um, What's the, what's the name of the law? Inverse, yeah, the inverse, inverse square law. Inverse square law, yeah. right? So it it, it, right. It, it spreads out over distance too fast, and it's not a very efficient use of energy. Uh, it's better to have something that will stay together better. So that's typically why science, I mean, science fiction shows typically say, "Oh, it's a it's a plasma gun, right?" Because you're you're throwing a right. chunk of charged gas at somebody rather than an actual laser. It's a phaser instead of a laser. Exactly. I, I understand the arguments both ways there, but uh, you know, uh, lasers make a lot of sense if you have a lot of energy that you have to throw at something, and you don't really care about the efficiency. As as I recall, the big the big controversy at the time was that uh, if you have a packet uh, being thrown at you, there's at least the opportunity to dodge. You know, a beam weapon is a hit scan weapon. Yeah, and and then that uh, and because of the emphasis on the whole World War II dogfighting ish. Um, it is it is that feel. way in Star Citizen for aesthetic reasons. Altogether. That is there. Yeah, that it's not scientific. Don't yeah. don't take my, my my statements the wrong way. <laughs> now, on the other hand, the the mining, the the way the mining works in uh, SC is pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we we talked about it a little bit last time, but 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 the yeah, you have to manage the heat of the rock, and um, yeah. you have to keep it in a certain level and, and moderate your laser's uh, power and your power the power of the laser. Is different um, based on the, your distance to the rock, and like we were saying, if you get it in the rock, inverse square. Uh, I don't know if it follows explicitly inverse <laughs> square, but it, it is it is modulated with distance. And then there's like, um, like I said, if it, you get too much in the red, it explodes and potentially kills you. And we've seen many videos of them just totally trashing people's ships. Oh, and then once you once it once it cracks, then you suck it up. It's a very much more dynamic system than some of the other mining um, mining systems out there. Yeah, totally agree. Looks like the best mining implementation I've seen. The video blew me away. I watched it today. I thought that was really cool. I hadn't seen it yet. Really impressed with that. That's how you mini game. <laughs> All right. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into the next the last little bit we have here by starting off by saying I was wrong about something. <gasps> so I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna start that out by just putting that right out there. You know, I keep saying he's wrong all the time, and you guys never believe me. And I, I, you know. I, I'm going to walk right out and just say I was wrong about something, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to explain what that is, and, and, you, and you know, just, just mark this down. Audience should take note, because Tony rarely admits to actually being wrong. We all know he is all the time, but he rarely admits well, to yeah, it. And when Tony's out later this month, we'll do a show about all the times Tony's been wrong. 
Sure, sure. Why <laughs> not? I mean, this is this is the this is the risk I take of you know going on a vacation, right? I mean, I leave the children unsupervised, and God only knows what can happen. He said, "You guys are episode children. one hundred. <laughs> well, epi- epi- uh, I'm, I'm lumping you in there too, Mister Mister Henry. So, uh, episode one hundred is a great case in point. I turned it over to Justin and, and first first problems. You better and, be very careful because go. I might have to use my smiting powers and smite you. Right, the the immortal, the immortal. Or that's right, that's right. All right, well, so uh, so 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 what I was wrong about was uh, Star Citizen tweeted out a photograph, a a digital media picture of something, and I thought, oh boy, here we go, another round of who uh, uh, who does you know what what IP does this too strongly resemble the, resemble this time, and nothing happened. So I looked at this thing and I went, oh my god, that's from Game X, and then I said to my son, Jim, get over here. And I said, now I'm going to show you a picture and you tell me what game this is from. And I turned my laptop around and he said, Game X. And I'm like, I know, right? And he's like, well, isn't it from? No, I said, this is Star Citizen. He's like, what? So I thought this is going to like be another one of those uh, Eve Venture Vulture thingies or our thing where we said the Type 6 and the uh, Ages Vulcan. So I'm thinking, here it is, third strike. Here we go. This is, this is it. It's still a third strike for me personally, but I thought it would take off and it did not. So I was wrong. My prediction was wrong. The null hypothesis was correct. Do we want to talk about the specific picture real quick? We do. We do. We so, do. Go so ahead, Kitchen. So obviously you're referring to the, the uh, Hurston uh, law enforcement armor, which looks looks similar to... Bears a strong resemblance to, Henry. Uh, something from another game called Destiny. Destiny, yeah. that's right. So I, yeah. it, it basically it has, the guy has shoulder, has a more pronounced shoulders, which are on other Star Citizen armors too. This ones are just slightly bigger than, than normal. It has a cloak, which again is on other 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 Star Citizen armors, but the particular cloak is evocative of the types of cloaks they have in Destiny. Evocative, because it has the hood on it. The other because the other, it's the identical other, to in every way that it evokes the, the other, well, an no, image, <laughs> because it looks just like it. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm, what Tony's getting at, I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Your yeah. point is correct. Gonna, it does I, evoke, I, and, I, and I totally don't disagree that it kind of looks like some of the Destiny armors, like the. The, what the warlock one kind or whatever? Of little. <laughs> uh, well, most of the times hunters are the hooded hunters. There you go. I don't play Destiny. I do. You know who else does is CIG. They play the hell out of Destiny. <laughs> They're pausing it for screenshots and like putting paper up and like drawing the guy, yeah, on the, the screen guy, like the sketches. <laughs> uh, you know what? Do you see it? Do you see yeah, it? Yeah, I see it. I see. You it. see it? You see it? I, you see it? I see it's, it. it. It's there. It's evocative, yeah, yeah. as it's as was very, said earlier. It's very, very much so. If I if I didn't know better, I would have. If nobody had told me what this was, I would have thought that was new armor for Destiny. Yeah, Destiny yeah. two. So, so, so again, I was wrong. I thought this would take off, and it absolutely did not. I I, I haven't hasn't come across my you know the other games. I, I don't know that many. I don't know that many SCRs play Destiny. I mean, oh, I'm bullshit. sure some of no, us. I think I think the reason that it didn't that it didn't take off is because no one cares. It's because there's like ten other games that are cribbing the style. Tony cares. I care. I mean, there's there's Anthem and like ten other things that are doing this whole cloak on sci-fi thing going in the next couple of years that have already been announced. I I, just, I understand that you don't like the style and you don't think that SC should have anything that looks anything like any other games, and I understand that point. But I, but I, I don't, don't get that point. I don't get that point. I'm sorry. I, I, I just. I, 
I just my my entire point this entire time has not been about a critique of the art department or whatever. It's about the management team and how they should want their game to look like their game and not evoke images of any other competitor game because they'll be like, oh yeah, it looks like Destiny. I haven't played that in a while. I should go play that. And and I mean that's the kind of thing where you want your stuff to be for you. Well, in this one particular case, when I look at the picture, I, I immediately think of Destiny. And that's what that image invokes. So you're in that case, Tony, you're correct. Is this but, the second time tonight you've agreed with me? Yes. Oh my. But but but, but he's gonna disagree but, with me on something else. Okay. I, but there is not a lot of room when it comes to like things like starship design and other things that we all get bent out of shape if if uh, one ship looks like a, another game ship or or similar in design because it, I'm sure it does the same function and so you're kind of limited on what what you're going to do with that kind of what that kind of design work and I don't think that's intentional I just think that's the way our minds are geared in in and running so yeah if a prior game like Eve has a has a, a transport craft that kind of look does the same function and, and it shows up in another game, and it shows up in another game, and it shows up in SC, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape over it. But the armor... Okay, well, let's... Let, here's, here's my point of view. This isn't like... This is a concept drawing, number one, not something we've seen in-game, for a armor for a... ostensibly NPCs in a specific faction on a specific planet in a specific system of Star Citizen. This isn't like, oh, these are all the pirates in the game, or this is some sort of major UEE thing. This is Hurston, Hurston the Planet security armor. So I, I but that's you know, going to make it into okay. game. It's its destiny. And oh my god! Oh my god! Henry's turning the ship. No, 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 no! Hang on. Again, again, I want to back off. The, again, I want, I want to back off the art part, right? I mean, I, the, the Jeff, you're correct on the art thing, right? And Brian, I see, I totally see your point on the art part. This is about management for me. This is a thing that went out on their official Twitter account for marketing type purposes, right? This is the message that they're sending out to the gaming public right now. Hurston doesn't exist right now. Hurston security doesn't exist right now. The system that Hurston is in doesn't exist right now. This is all, like you said, concept the stuff. This is the system. They could have made it look oh, like anything. Oh, is, That's all. Tony's point oh, is, is Hurston in Stanton? Is Hurston in Stanton? It's one of the seven. Okay, all right. So Tony's point is that somebody's so, boss should have been like, you know what? It reminds me of Destiny. Why don't we try something else at some point? Yes. That's easy. That's true. I mean, it's not bad. It just doesn't say Star Citizen, and that means whoever is in charge of that decision should have been like, no, man, it doesn't say Star Citizen to me. It says Destiny. Every single one of the planets, and there's like seven of them, with each each one has a corporate identity. Each one has their own style of security forces, has their own style of like corporate drones, has their own style of passerbys and stuff like that. The fact that they're trying to make all of those unique, some of them might look like other things coming from other sci-fi genres. But you don't and want something it, like Disney World where it's like Paramount World and you know what I mean? Like over here we have Destiny you know, Land. I, I, I don't see the problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's too far on the other end. You know, I I I expect to see a still suit on 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 corporation planets where the, uh, it's a desert world. You know, I really do because it, the technology is sound. That's the, that's the I, sand nomad armor. It doesn't look like quite like a still suit, but it looks like desert gear that you'd wear in a desert planet, right? Right. And so I I I can see where 
in certain areas, certain uh, attributes to the armor is going to change or be uh, pieces going to be added to because you need that to survive. Even the color palette screams destiny and, and the art style that they use for all uh, their ads to me. Am I the, wrong? The colors are too dull. The colors are too dull for destiny. Destiny is all about uh, brilliant and and show, showing off the armor. I mean, the warlock armors are, oh my God, they're they're. Gordon. Okay, you know what? Let's let's go at it from another angle. Let's come back to Tony. Let's circle back to Tony's point real quick here. Tony, your point is okay. This is mismanagement because they're tweeting out a picture that looks kind of like another game as art for their game. Okay. One other point here is that I don't think that this is this is like a negative. You know, this might actually be a deliberate thing. They might have specifically pe- this one piece of concept art of the other Hurston concept they cart they could have they could have highlighted and did this one specifically so that Destiny players were like, oh, I like that aesthetic. I mean, I'll go check out Star Citizen. That might actually be a, a deliberate marketing ploy. He's got a point there. I think that's a bad one though, because I feel like that's you want every everything about branding is about being unique, and if you're going to brand yourself to look like everybody else, it's a mistake. It's not bad what they did. It's not even bad if this was in game. I don't think. I just agree with Tony's position that somebody's boss should have been like, eh, "It doesn't say Star Citizen to me. It could have looked like something else." That's their job, I think, as the art director to direct art to be in line with the property. Uh, and here I, it's not. I will, and I will also agree with Tony on this on the on the management side is that this was a this was the wrong thing to tweet out absolutely the wrong thing to tweet out because i who don't really care immediately thought destiny when i saw it and again again if it was if it's incidental fine it's not again we, we've talked about that it's you know the common parallel developments the technology sound etc cetera, etc cetera. if it's intentional like i want destiny players to come play my game that is a problem that's a big problem that's where you start kind of going into copyright infringement and trade dress problems and, and other intellectual property type issues. I would rather it be incidental and someone just has like just marked it off and like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Rather than draw me something that looks like Destiny. We, we're, we're, our FPS numbers are good. We want, we want to draw in FPS people. Give me some Destiny armor. That would be bad. That would be a, a bad thing. There should not be any emails like that. And I that. didn't say that. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm saying, but that's where the, again, this is all, what the, these arguments and discussions are fun to me, and I hope entertaining for listeners, because there is no clear answer. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's just opinions and, and, and what we what everybody thinks. So there's no clear answer here, but that's where the needle swings. The needle swings between, eh, you know, eh, it's fine, it looks good, I like it, it's, it's edgy and cool and it's got a cloak on it, and it's on purpose. I will say this for you, Tony. You you create controversy where there really isn't any. That's my that's my thing, man. That's what we no. do. We're, we're, we 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 gets paid for that. That's exactly right. I get paid to stir the pot. And with that, now that we're all caught up with space sim news, let's get caught up with space news from Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NCEATH. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Significant developments have occurred in the investigation of the League of Reparation. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace and the Alios system. Thanks, Spencer. 
A flurry of blows has been traded between investigators and the terrorist organization known as the League of Reparation. First, Chief Inspector Kay Kilbride and four other agents of Alliance Interpol were ambushed and murdered in the city of New Rosseth here on Turner's World. Alliance Interpol revealed that the inspector and her team were lured into an abandoned foundry complex which had been rigged with anti-personnel mines. In addition to the five fatalities, an additional seven Interpol agents were injured in the attack. In the wake of the brutal attack, Interpol appointed Deputy Inspector Mara Klatt to replace Kilbride, making her the second Alliance official to take high office in the wake of a targeted assassination by the League, the first being Admiral Tulemak Buchanan of the Council of Admirals. In an unusual joint press release, Captain Niam Setonia and Senior Agent Tanya Ramirez, the Imperial and Federal Liaisons to the Tri-Power Task Force, stated, quote, it's clear that the chief inspector was personally targeted with misinformation designed to lure her into a trap, an act of retaliation for her recent successes against the League, end quote. Several officials speaking to GPR on condition of anonymity suggested that the League was sending a specific message by taking revenge in kind on Inspector Kilbride, namely, stay out of our way. Undaunted by this threat, the Tri-Power Task Force took swift retaliation, announcing the interdiction of a number of League ships and the occupation of several concealed outposts. The data recovered by the late Inspector Kilbride uncovering the League's encrypted network was acknowledged as instrumental in the operations. Captain Sutonia believes that the group has been dealt a, quote, fatal blow, end quote. However, the task force acknowledged three very loose ends. First, the Nexus, the individual or group coordinating the attacks, has yet to be identified. Second, there is no explanation of how the League gained access to the sophisticated encryption equipment needed to create their network. Third, serious questions remain regarding how the League acquired the sensitive intelligence necessary to attack high-level alliance officials. Is this the beginning of the end for the League of Reparation, or is it waiting until its next dish of revenge is sufficiently chilly? For Galactic Public Radio, from the Alioth system, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. A nameless group of Thargoid worshippers have been stirring controversy around the core worlds. Their actions have been completely mundane and generally benign, but that hasn't stopped a number of radical commentators from hurling unfounded accusations at the group. Concentrated mainly on Alliance worlds, but with a few ammonia-laced temples in Federation and Imperial space, the fringe religion has been victimized by graffiti, property damage, verbal abuse, and physical assault. However, none of the reported cases indicated that worshippers have defended themselves in any way. Despite the group's pacifism, independent journalist Flint Firemaker Laposi has been fanning the reactionary flames. Taking to his rewired news feed, Laposi stated, quote, The idea of humans working on behalf of the aliens sounds crazy. But think about it. All of those escape pods captured by Thargoid ships, what do they want them for? After a bit of brainwashing, they make perfect spies, sent back to infiltrate humanity using the religion as a cover. End quote. The wave of petty criminal charges and paranoid conspiracy theories has provoked official responses in several local systems. For example, Counselor Quinn D'Amico of Oran Barahun Systems stated, quote, Criminal acts against them, including incitement to violence, may result in prosecution. The right of freedom of religion is protected by law in all systems where the sect has a presence. End quote. 
Finally, the Aegis Group has announced that it is lowering the material contribution requirements for access to Guardian technology-based modules. Senior engineer Henrik de la Cerda stated, quote, We have contacted all registered technology brokers and supplied them with additional funding, resources, and manufacturing equipment. As a result, they now need fewer commodities and materials from those purchasing their designs, end quote. A panel of independent pilots contacted by GPR agreed that the lower requirements are sufficiently attractive to motivate them to acquire the new technology. However, most are skeptical about the performance of the new gear, and one of the pilots called for ages to allow qualified independent engineers access to designs in order to improve upon them. Admiral Tannen, military liaison to the Aegis Group, has not responded to GPR on this issue at the time of this broadcast. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on subsystem targeting in Elite Dangerous. We've noticed some of your rooks having issues with this and scheduled some training. Subsystem targeting takes a little practice and finesse, but learning to do so can be the difference between your future as a glassy-eyed oxygen sink and a pockmark on a space rock. Most of the time when you're slagging that wanted pirate or filling up your local combat zone with plasma and debris, you just want to put steel or photons on target. Most of the time, simply landing shots anywhere on an adversary's hull is good enough to get the job done. Structural damage combined with high-G maneuvers eventually leads to catastrophic hull failure, and the other guy goes boom real good. But every now and again, for a variety of legal, semi-legal, and illegal purposes, you don't necessarily want your opponent to go boom. If this is the case, then instead of relying on an accumulation of stress-inducing hull breaches and structural damage leading to disintegration, you should shoot for specific parts of your adversary's ship in order to neutralize specific functions. In the vernacular, this is called subsystem targeting. Your approved spaceship holographic overlay experience supports the designation of individual modules aboard your opponent's ship as primary targets. Admittedly, the interface is a bit primitive. Essentially, you can cycle forward through the list of equipped modules, and you can cycle backwards through the same list. And seeing as how your typical Anaconda class has just shy of 40 customizable equipment slots, that's a long list to go through when looking for something specific. If some of you care about the topic enough to protest, I'll give you the comm address for the guy in charge of the asshole system, and you can... What? That's the acronym. Don't look at me. I didn't make it up. All right, where was I? Okay, uh, so you've acquired your adversary via your ship's targeting computer, and you've either located the back and forth through the list buttons in your cockpit, or gone to the left-hand panel into the subtargets tab and selected your preferred subtarget. What did you just accomplish? Well, essentially all you've done is move your gun sight pipper 20 arc seconds to the left. Instead of focusing the leading or trailing indicator to hit center mass, now your ship should be guiding you to hit that smaller bit of the ship. Fixed guns firing into that virtual bullseye should, in theory, hit that module. Gimbaled and targeted guns will be aiming for that point and, in theory, should hold fire until the subsystem's in its firing arc. I say in theory because, in practice, if any part of your adversary's in the arc, 
likely all of his modules will be. However, your adversary may be oriented in such a way that it's unlikely or impossible to hit the particular module you're aiming at. For example, your chances of hitting your opponent's engines when you're nose-to-nose with him is slim to none, but that won't stop your turrets from happily plinking away. And with such a long list to go through, some of you may feel just spoiled for choice. What to pick? Well, some pilots like to force a withdrawal by taking out their opponent's weapons, which I find to be a humane practice as well as being absolutely humiliating to the guy who just got pantsed out in the deep black. Some uh, unconventionally sourced traitors, we'll call them, prefer to disable thrusters and or frame shift drives to prevent an adversary from escaping an encounter. But probably the most popular target is the power plant. If an adversary is planted, he'll either be reduced to limping along on emergency reserves, dead in the water, or a sparkly plasma cloud. Back in the old days, like around two or three years ago, uh, taking out a power plant was a death sentence. But thanks to modern advances in emergency shutdown technology, sometimes that doesn't happen. But sometimes it does. Be warned. And one final note, all this stuff works better if your opponent's shields are down. Targeting a subsystem through shields is not entirely a waste of time. But mostly it is. Okay, boys and girls, wipe up that drool puddle and change to your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama's not going to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. So you're back in your vehicles. Where do you want to go? Medium building. You have at least three destinations that you could choose from right now that are obvious. Airport, the spaceport, if you want to go there. The You have the coordinates for where the robot stopped moving, if you want to go there. And you have the medium building, if you want to go there. Wasn't the robot going toward the medium building? That's that's kind of your understanding. Where the coordinates line up, That's it's kind of on the way. I rem- the question is, do we, want to, do we want to see if the robot stopped there? Or do we want to avoid that place? That's what I would do. We did read that it's got a huge machine gun, and we know it'd uh, be tough to fight. So I would say well, we know- knowing where it is is a good thing because we can avoid it. How about we just go the long way around and go in and attack the building from the opposite side of where the robot would have intersected it and minimize the amount of uh, chance of, inter- of, of running into the robot? And make another new hole? You know what? We like doing that, Destroying obviously. walls and, and uh, uh, antennae are our specialty. Not really fighting big cyborg robots. The first time we fought a robot dog, it killed everyone. So let's avoid the cyborg. <laughs> it almost killed everyone. You had floor wax at your disposal. Everything was fine. Yeah, well, I don't, I'm not day. packing any floor wax right now, so... Uh, that's true. true. That is true. They were... the, the other. This building was... Notably, floor wax free. That's a, that's, a, that's an unfortunate turn of events. But okay, not Crisco but, so, free. And we do have staples. You have the Crisco. Now. And you have staple. You could staple wounds now. All right, let's and go fight the robot. And, and I have a TRS eighty. That's good. These are all good things. And you have yeah, the Radio Shack computers are what everybody needs. All right, so you get you jump in the car and you you jump in your cars. Uh, Henry, are you heading out again? Yeah, I'm still in the car, so I'm ready with them. Okay, and I believe I believe uh, from the last time we felt that you had the most experience. So are you volunteering to lead the column sure. one more time? All right. So the intention is you guys are gonna are gonna you're gonna att- uh, attempt to avoid the robot and kind of steer around it and on and make your way to the medium building by a less than direct route. That's the idea. Yes. I believe so. Yes, I was nodding okay. to make good radio. <laughs> Nodding to make good radio. <laughs> Thank you, Shiv. Uh, go ahead and roll a vehicle piloting check, and you'll lead the convoy out. 
All right, vehicle piloting. We all oh, die. a three. That's kind of unfortunate. I hit the curb. Yeah, so uh, you're you're driving you're driving and you're uh, tooling along there, and you you t you you take the 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 convoy out of the way, so you're kind of making an, a wider arc. And unfortunately, as you're doing this, because you're tacking away from it, you don't see until just about the last second three trucks cresting over a little bit of a rise uh, coming in. Uh, and all of a sudden, they they seem to speed up, and one truck has a turret on top, and it aims right for your face. So I am so surprised. These are not friends. These are not friendly. Everybody, roll initiative. Everybody, roll me some dicees. I got me a 14. Mine's technically a 9. Okay, so we got an 11, a 14. I got a 10, by the way. That's good. So you got a ten. Oh, I didn't get my stupid five. That's okay. We'll we'll, we'll count you as a seven. So we ah. got a fourteen, and bad guys get. So we got a nine, and we got a. So reuse a nine too. Yes. You're gonna be facing off against Tash, and Jack. Tash Rendar. Tash. I don't know what his last name is. The book doesn't say. You can, Rendar. Why not? Uh, and Juan. And <laughs> it's all these, all these fancy names then Juan. Yeah, they, they've got they've got all the fancy <laughs> names. One, two, three, four. Okay, all right. So uh, as they crest over the hill, they uh, just have to be pointing all right at Henry because he was the first one. And yeah, so uh, they're all going to take some pot shots at Mister. Those are going to be coming in the form of the following roll. That's not so good. That's really bad. I'm gonna die. Oh, I'm actually gonna die. That sucks. Wow. Eject. Okay. Well, fortunately, fortunately, the the seven comes from the big badass one, and the tens come from his little butt. So you have that going for you, which is nice. Uh, I use nice in quotation marks. Uh, so this is going to be for, for the listeners. That's two tens, which will do massive yes. extra damage and natural and blow yes, Henry natural, to little tiny tens. pieces. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. So, My character uh, better be wearing space depends. <laughs> <laughs> so, fortunately, with the rules of of, of the game, uh, everyone's speed is assumed to be five unless otherwise stated. So they're going to start with a five, which means they have an attack penalty of minus one. Natural ten is still a natural ten, uh, but they're going to get uh, there's going to be a uh, a ten or sorry a nine to hit on the seven roll. So you need to see if you can defend against that. Your speed on your thing gives you a plus to defense. Does a speed five give you a plus to defense, Henry? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know. On your so on your character sheet, yeah. scroll down. It's a one, yeah. So you can add a one to your fence okay. to your defense plus your vehicle agility. Okay. Vehicle that's skills. Five. Oh, it's on the okay. So that's the part we need the paper for. That's so Does it is a piloting check also. My defense uh -huh. is two oh, plus mm -hmm. five for my speed. No, no, you get you get a plus one for your speed because okay. you're you're because it's a it's a uh, that's it's a modifier for how fast you're going. Gotcha, two plus so one. You get a, all right, and then you also can add your vehicle uh, piloting skill. So the vehicle's agility and your vehicle pilot, which is one, and agility is so it should uh, be that's six. on the for your yeah that's on your vehicle. Yeah, I'm looking for that one four. Okay, so you. You don't make it, so you're going to take the damage on this one. 
which is going to be from his... Oh, he's not rolling? Uh, what's that? He's not rolling? Oh, no, you know, the, uh, the defense is not a roll. The oh, attack's okay. the roll. The defense is fixed value based on your vehicle piloting, your vehicle's agility, and, and any speed modifier that you have. Got it. So, you, yeah, you, you don't get a roll for your defense. So, uh, my nine beats your, I think, you wound up being seven, uh, if, I, if I added that up right. So, you're going to take uh, I got two... Eight. But yeah, you still beat me. Missed it by that much. Uh, you're so you're still going to take uh, uh, five damage plus uh, one burst because it was just the the one, um, and so it's going to be a one other one d10 on you. So your first one uh, seven <laughs> damage from the first multi cannon. Okay, so I'm at thirty three hull, and then or is that shield? Dan- yeah. Shield or hull? Yeah, it, it starts with your shields, right? Okay. It starts with your shields, and then and then and then goes down. Uh, and he, the other second multi cannon also beat you by one, so it's going to take oh well, that. so that was only, that one's only going to be a uh, uh, six damage. Tony's really nice for you there. Uh, and then the laser turret uh, is going to do uh, two burst damage, so that will be twenty five. The laser hits you pretty hard. Yeah, so I'm pretty well screwed. My shields are going to be down. You regenerate a little bit each round, right? Just like the ships. Yeah, you get five. You get five shields every every round. So my hull so is at again. forty. Okay, and then the two little guys also hit you, and they uh, did criticals. I'm not going to mess with module things this time. So that basically, the crit's just going to be burst damage. Uh, so that you're going to take uh, eight from the first guy, and lucky Jesus, you, uh, and six <laughs> from the second. So the the two little escorts uh, also got you. With their cannons. Well, my hull. The audience at home, Tony's just rolling ones and twos. Basically. I'm rolling ones and twos. <laughs> Thank this God. Is, this is my shields yeah, are dead, so and my hull is at 18. Can I eject and run away? Is there a cry <laughs> uh, mode that I can go into? You can spin wildly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can. Yeah. There. Yeah. Don't forget your karma abilities, or maybe karma abilities you can use to get yourself out of a scrape. I'm gonna miss you guys. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Nah, it's not as bad as you think. Yeah. We'll resurrect you. We'll find a healer. It's not as bad as you think. I don't need a healer. I need God. I'm done. My guy's <laughs> dead. Your 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 SRV is a little little janked up. You know what? It's not my SRV. Bit. It's a guard frequencies SRV. That's the way <laughs> it's I look a rental. It. It's a <laughs> rental. Yeah. It's just a rental. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I, I don't mind if you if you eject and you can ride in my cargo sh- cargo pod. You're always saving me, yeah. man. <laughs> that's, that's the way I roll, He's man. Get, he might need a little. He might need a little saving on this one. Uh, so yeah, you guys are all. Everybody's at the at distance right now. They just took free shots at you because they were they're, They basically just. This is all really you. code for a buddy cop film that yeah. Henry are making. He's got the dog, you know, and I got the yeah. snark, and that's just all there <laughs> that's is. Right, right. That's right. And you got this fancy shiny auto pistol that you took off the drug dealer that brought your dad down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My yeah. signature move is how you like that windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my signature move is I'll just wait in the car. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I fixed my dog. Okay. Uh, I just grab right. staplers out of the air as they pass me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very matrixy. <laughs> Quick, get the right. staplers. No. <laughs> All right, so Henry got a little messed up on that surprise round wrecked. from the uh, wrecked from the, is the from word. The bad Tony. guys wrecked. Yeah, kind of, kind of wrecked, kind of wrecked. Next time, don't roll a three on the vehicle pilot. Oh, this is my fault. It kind of is. So, um, so there we go. Uh, so we're going to the top of the initiative order now, which is Red Barnes. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies. 
So let's just be friendly. Some say his hardware is like old storage media, and that he has a five and a quarter inch floppy. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. And I am dared to explain that at the show notes. I, I got it. I am it. dared, this, this and I shall. One, this is the only one I get, but I got it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk slowly away from this I one. I kind of didn't gonna, hear gonna it. Back away slowly. Oh, I didn't hear it when you read it, and then I just read it because I was catching up, and I was like, "What?" So it is funny because <laughs> floppy disks. Um, were you got to go ahead and explain it? No, okay, no, yeah. I'm not. Okay, oh, 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 oh the, the, oh, te- the technology it. part of it. I have a, que- yeah. I, I have a question for the show. Oh though. no, I have a question okay. for the. Did he did he punch a hole in it and get double density? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for our for our listeners who are under thirty, if there are any out there, a disc drive used to come in two flavors, three and a half inch. <laughs> Oh, wait. And five and a quarter. Three, three and, and a half course, inch was, was later technology. Much later right, technology. Right. It's <laughs> only those of us born before 1980 have the big ones. Yeah, have the big, the big ones. Ain't nothing like a yeah. zip oh, disc. Well, actually, before that, I think they were nine inches, correct? <laughs> they could have. Yes, back in the 60s. They were, no, I think eight inches. They were eight inch magnets. Eight, eight, eight inch magnets. Eight inch magnets. Yeah. And, and if you were like me and, and worked on mainframes, you would have uh, reel-to-reel or... Uh, punch cards. Yeah, yes, punch yes. cards. Yes, you had massive, massive discs, massive discs that strung out over miles. Okay, let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> uh, recap of last week's community questions. Number one, mining, a viable career in any multiverse, or are you just a distraction from the, the real money making? Peter writes in and says, Grr, I hate this idea that games are for making money in. Some people like to track their progress using credits, but games are for enjoying. So if you enjoy mining, do mining. It's that simple. Not massively profitable, even compared with exploration, but there's satisfaction returning to the starport with a hold full of silver and platinum and every hopper in the refinery full to the brim. Some people enjoy the zen-like repetition of the current mining mechanic, but I think the proposed skill-based approach sounds a lot more interesting. It might take longer to set the charges and blast an asteroid into mineable chunks, so there will presumably be increased reward to compensate for the additional time spent, either more mineable fragments released or a higher strike price when you get back to Starport. I haven't paid much attention to the Star Citizen mining mechanic, but sounds like it will be very similar. Except you need to buy a mining ship with real money to try it out as things stand. Yeah, so they're not taking that away in Elite Dangerous, so you can still do your Zen. Uh, that that's not that's not a thing that's going to go away. You can still go out there just a mining laser and just zap an asteroid and stuff will fall off. That's that's not going away. They're just adding depth to it if you want to take advantage. So and to clarify, so, Star Citizen, you will be able to buy the mining ship with space credits in the game. Supposedly, that's coming at three point four. Um, they keep they 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 kept pushing it around. I'm not sure what the the current slate is. It's either three point three okay. or three point four, as 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 current explanations put it, but. Where that actually lands, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. TBD. Yes. Oh, the prospector is up on the the real money store permanently now, in case anybody's really interested in it. Yeah. Well, supposedly we can buy any ship in the game for in game credits. So, anyway, Sean Newboy writes in, and and uh, I'm glad you gave me this one. Any nerds <laughs> who do not know who Lazarus Long is need to hang their heads in shame. <laughs> 
Mining should be a staple in space sims. There just aren't any sci-fi universes that I can think of that were it did not become a part of the story at one point or another. It should definitely contain some good profits if done well. Wonderful episode. It's true. Like like the second episode of Star Trek in the 1960s was about dilithium mining. Yep. And there's the spice runs at Kessel. You know, spice mines and at Kessel. And, and, and the Horda where, where they... Uh, Horda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Horda episode. Babylon 5. Who's our Babylon? Yeah, who, who, do, would they have mining in Babylon 5? Yes, they had mining in Babylon 5. In fact, the miners were the ones that were first attacked by the shadow um, uh, oh, vessels. There you go. Also, Expanse, it's all about mining. Side note, Babylon 5 is now on Amazon Prime for the first time, I think, ever. So oh, I'm finally yes. watching through that. So it's on Prime. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's pretty good. It's like the first show that they used to. What do you mean if you haven't seen it? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Never oh. seen it. Oh, you... And you didn't know who Lazarus Long was either. No, God, I was going to Google it until I just started watching uh, Babylon 5 last week. When I was sick, I was watching it. It's a great show. I, I started, Not bad. I started rewatching Babylon 5 uh, a year or so ago, and it's and the, the, some of the sets started striking me as like, wait, is that is that an Ikea-style table? You know? <laughs> you, you start picking those things out, you know, and you're not... Not young it's and like, naive. That's true. <laughs> Either but they went, it's an imagination either. of a station that is really different than what you see in a lot of sci-fi, especially from the time. There are no artificial gravity. You know, they're spinning their space station. That thing is massive. It was really uh, kind of a, a more realistic and different look than what I was expecting. I was expecting it, something more like Farscape. It's an awesome, it, it is it's a unique an awesome show. show. It's an awesome show with a great storyline. I wish they could have kept it on for years and years. All the graphics were done on a on an Amiga 4000 video toaster. That's cool. Um, I, I know a lot about that show. Werchel writes, Thanks for the show, and thanks for the training on missiles, etc. That's an aspect of the game I've yet to touch. Regarding mining in Elite, I wish it were more supply and demand driven so that Pay Knight and a couple of others wouldn't always be the only things worth mining. Regarding the RPG, how are they supposed to get into that building? Or is it a faux pas to reveal what the DM intended to happen? Lastly, I played a bit of Star Citizen for the first time in a year. It's still breathtaking experience, but too buggy for me to play consistently. I'll take another look at it at the end of the year when they finish the 300 series rework. So, I don't mind sharing. I mean, it's it's, it's some DMs are like, no, no, you didn't go that way, so you're never going to know what's down the left hall. Uh, it, 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 part of the game is so people understand the game. So... They were supposed to walk into the front door. There's an airlock. It's unguarded. The building's dead. They slag the antennas. There's no one around. They could have literally just walked through the front door. But we made an entrance but that they will never you did forget. did it your own way. We got all That's, their staplers, and we rolled out of there. There was so much good radio. Oh, was there was so much good radio involved in them not going through the front door that it made a much richer, much better gameplay experience, and I hope an entertaining one for all the listeners. So much, so lot, so much fun. Doors are so for suckers, fun. and if you want to get into a building, the best thing you can do is let Shiv on the roof for like twenty minutes first with a repeater <laughs> gun, because he will make sure they can't call anybody while you blow your way through the side of the building. Instead of knocking uh, on the door. Yeah, why open the front door when you can be the Kool-Aid man? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if they wanted conventional pilots, they shouldn't have called the guard frequency. They're lucky we didn't nuke them from orbit. That's what Ken Shadow wanted to do the whole time. But can we murder a bunch of people with nuclear ordnance from orbit? May we do this, please? 
over and over in yeah, debriefing we, or in briefing. We didn't even need nuclear. We could have just used kinetic weapons. Yeah, Seriously. whatever. It's it's a bunch of to travel orbit. faster than light. You just need to bump There's, an asteroid in the right way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just you know, you just need to drop a rock. Montiato writes in and says, in any multiverse? No. Looks to be shaping up well in Star Citizen, however. I think they have an engaging and fun mining system. Very interested in seeing where they go from here, particularly with big ships like the Orion. What we've seen so far is great for single player, but how are they going to make the various components, such as tractoring in the ore and debris, fun on their own? Can't wait to find out. What I think will make mining or any other activity really a viable long-term profession is structured content geared toward it. Sandboxy, emergent gameplay is great, but I'm also going to want missions or content created specifically for the various occupations in Star Citizen. As a miner, I'm going to want to fire up my contracts module on my Moby Glass and see missions that are specific to what I want to do. Yeah, and you see a little bit of that in Elite where you can't just go out and just mine stuff, but sometimes you'll see in the station where it says we need 28 gallons of osmium or whatever the hell. So yeah, they, they, that, sh- that system should be very doable, and uh, I would think that they would have that. Yeah, and the, the Orion's going to be a another game changer because it means that the uh, asteroid mining is going to look significantly different than the on yeah. surface mining. Didn't they have a big thing about that? Like one guy was going to run the tractor beam and one guy was going to run the scanner yeah. and one guy was going to like be the wrangler and one guy was going to yeah. Didn't they have yeah. like they, was, they, they, gave out, they had kind of like a half design document they published one point on that or they talked about an ATV and yeah they, okay. it, 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 sim- it sounded kind of what, like what we have on the service but way more complicated. Um, meaning okay. that, you know, similar to the way Elite has described their system, it'll have like like pockets of materials and stuff and you're all, mm. you're scanning and things can blow up on you and, and things like that. Klein Shadow writes in and says, mining was best in Ultimate Online. It's been all downhill since then. Hashtag 07, hashtag not a salute face. Nerds. <laughs> It's pretty sure it's totally. And he spelled out, he spelled it hashtag O O H dash seven S E V E N. And then not a salutey face. It is absolutely a salutey face. And, and use the numerals, sir. Use the numerals. I spent a long time in Ultima Online playing. And it's, I, I liked, I liked, I liked a lot of the mining. It was very, uh, it was very satisfying. Anyway, Ken from Chicago writes it and says, Miners are MMOs, hashtag secret farmers, without the tedious planting and watering, instead just harvesting, quote unquote, the minerals. Hmm, maybe they're more hashtag secret hunters and gatherers. Yeah, that's it. Plus, miners in a hashtag space sim are cooler because they're hashtag space miners. He's right. Everything is cooler in space. Everything. The background radiation of the universe is only like three degrees above absolute zero. I mean, so games. literally everything is cooler in space. I mean, oh, games well, that's and fun obviously. stuff and it's all cool. Well, obviously that too. That's there will be actually farming in some of these games too. In addition to this, so you can you can both farm and hunter gather hashtag hashtag. Do you think anyway, Star Citizen thing. will have moisture farming? Like no. on their <laughs> because Star, Star Wars does, so they might want to do that too. Star Wars did. You know what I mean? So it'll come right after they the just laser. Might they might want to do it right too. The laser they, will have, they will have drug labs and they will have uh, normal farming. I, I don't know about moisture farming. Well, look for it after the laser swords. No new Patreon this week. Damn it. How is that possible? I have all of these awesome guard frequency shirts for Patreons who are paying for us. And this week's community question, homage or theft? How much borrowing from other IPs is too much? And otherwise, how was the show? Was the show just crate? Or do we need to order a crate of good radio? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show posts, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. 
And that brings us to the end of episode 219 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 220 on July 17th, 2018. Be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. And the housekeeping is done. So let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, number one? (laughs) Number one, make it so. In this week's flight deck, we bring you all. No, 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 no. He's got to say Brian or Ken Shadow or something. He's got to stop laughing long enough. (laughs) Got to stop laughing. Jeff, stop having fun. God, this is it's such a setup. (laughs) Just I know, I know. Frown on this. We frown on fun having on Friday nights. And the housekeeping is done. So let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week? Oh, Are you almost. I almost. I almost. Yeah. Hey, Brian, do me a favor. Just just put up a big number one on your camera so Jeff knows that's who you are. It's like, it's know, like, it's like right. holding up that it's sign right. in the airport. I know that he's there. Yeah, that, that one. That one will work. That'll do fine. There you go. That'll do fine. <laughs> you, mean that, you mean that one there? Yes, that, that, the, that one the big right number there. One. Right there, Jeff. That's right. right there. The, big, the big number okay. one. That's Here, what I it is. I got two ones for you. Double okay, guns. no, no, no. I'm number two. I'm number two. That's, okay? No, I'm that's, confused that's me. again. Damn it. All right. Well, here comes number three. Oh, no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're counting to 21 over here. Pants are only optional if you stay seated. And that was just the craft full of fun. Craft. No, uh, no, crate. Crate. Oh. Love, eh? Get that cursor out of there. I didn't know if that was tanning or fanning. (laughs) Has been tanning the reactionary flames. Yes. He's he's put them in an ultraviolet bed. Beach season's coming up. No, it's here. Beach season's here. And this week's community question. Oh, yeah, we didn't write a community question. 